great seeing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Thank you very much, Rita Cosby, for another great show. And folks, remember, tomorrow at noon, must listen to radio. Rita will be with the uh, consul generals of a number of uh, different countries discussing the situation uh, in Ukraine. It will be a very timely and important conversation, noon to 1 o'clock, WABC Radio. You can listen online. And, folks, as always, don't forget to download the 77 WABC app. You can catch my podcast. You can listen at your schedule, your convenience. So President Biden, a number of stories on my mind this morning. President Biden is in Brussels this morning for his high-stakes meeting in just a few hours. As it relates to Ukraine, he'll meet with NATO and G7 leaders in Brussels and visit Poland as the U.S. officially accuses Russia of war crimes, something that all of us already know, but it is now uh, official. President Biden can certainly be criticized for a lot of things. Afghanistan, the southern border, Democrats, his own party even being in trouble heading into the midterm elections this year. But trying to avoid a wider conflict, a wider conflict, declining to send American troops to Ukraine or to support a a NATO-enforced no-fly zone over the country has been the right thing to do. We're taking your telephone calls, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And, of course, as we have been talking about for days on this program and on this station, all of this is against the bat- backdrop, against the possibility of Putin using biological weapons, uh, chemical weapons. Let's hope and pray that doesn't happen, but who knows what's going to happen. Story number two, great news for the city of New York. Broken windows theory is back officially with the NYPD. The NYPD is announcing or has announced this new crackdown on quality of life crimes as Mayor Adams has pushed police brass to explain the 29 people, 29 people shot over the weekend. Shot over the weekend. And so what does broken windows mean? Adams may not be uh, meeting with uh, Giuliani, but he is taking a policy directly from Mayor Giuliani that Mayor Giuliani made famous worldwide with Bill Bratton and other police commissioners, and that is broken windows. And what it basically means, folks, is zero tolerance. And let the church say amen. Zero tolerance. Broken windows is the policing strategy that was widely credited with reducing crime in the Big Apple during the 1990s. Now, of course, there is the politics of this situation. And the police commissioner in a statement tonight says, to be clear, this is not a, a, a return to stop, question, and frisk, which I support wholeheartedly. 
nor is it policing for numbers. That's according to uh, the police commissioner. She says that this is precision policing aimed at reducing violence in the neighborhoods, seeing disproportionate numbers of shooting and shootings, and it is what the public is demanding. Also, more good news for New Yorkers, as far as I'm concerned, as I've been saying throughout the evening, look out, progressives, two new super PACs. You folks, you, you call up here, you make very good, passionate points. You say, how do you bring about a change? How do we go back to normal situations? How do you get away from all of this wokeness? The way you start the process is one step at a time, one step at a time. And so there are two new super PACs raising $4 million, $4 million to back law and order candidates. Let the church say amen. Two super PACs, super PACs that are going to have $4 million to back law and order candidates. So we have a, a lot to, uh, to get to this morning. Let's start with the issue of Ukraine and the telephones. Let's go to Mary. Mary is calling from the East Village. Good morning, Mary, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Hi, Dominic. Thank you uh, for letting me speak. And uh, I agree with basically everything you say, but on the issue of Russia, uh, with this guy who's over there on a short fuse and he's got access to biological weapons and you've said it yourself, I would not aggravate him to the point where he pushes a button. I think we have to think about the United States first. We don't need biological weapons and nuclear bombs on us. And I think that should be our first priority. I believe, though, that we should take in a lot of refugees to relieve the burden on Poland uh, yes. And we should give tons of food and help every with medical care, everything we can. Yes. But I would not aggravate the nut in Russia because I, I don't want to see a, a small little nuke land on Manhattan uh, that kills a population center. He could do that. And, and that's the one thing that I agree with Biden, whom I really dislike, but he has not been willing to go into a no-fly zone or something that could create World War III, and I think he's right on that. Okay, fair fair enough, Mary. So uh, President Biden in Brussels this morning for the emergency uh, NATO summit, is it is it the right thing to do? Is it is it uh, is it a few steps too late? I, I believe that, that it's the right thing to do. And, and I believe, I know that Biden has come under great criticism. And frankly, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. But on this one, I do believe that we need a measured response. What do you think, Mary? I agree with you. I think that he has to go over there. They can't just ignore this. Uh, but I, I'm also very aware, I'm a psychiatric nurse. And um, I've been watching this for a while, and it's really a tinderbox. And in addition to that, his incredible folly in leaving, what, $80 billion worth of our finest weapons over 400 miles from the Chinese border in Afghanistan? I, I will say, Mary, like I have always said, I don't think those uh, weapons and machines were accidentally left. I don't believe, I just, I, I, I just they can't weren't. believe Who that. could make a mistake like right. that? They right. were left there. Right. And um, I am horrified and scared. And that's why uh, I don't trust Putin and I don't trust Biden either. He has to go over there to try to negotiate something. But the important thing is to stop the killing that is going on. Yes. Uh, there are thousands of children, even the Russian soldiers. They're yes. probably not very happy about having to go in and kill their uh, Russian compadres in, in uh, Ukraine. Why should they want to kill? They, it's a horror story. But uh, they have to be very careful with uh, Biden and, and Putin. We don't want to do anything that will provoke a nuclear, biological, or chemical weapon hit over here. And we have open border between U.S. and Mexico. Who the hell knows who's traipsing into this country? 
Those are all excellent, very valid points, Mary. I thank you for the wonderful call this morning. And thank you, uh, Mary, for also being a psychiatric nurse, uh, helping others. To Brooklyn, let's say good morning to John. Good morning, John. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Dominic, first I want to thank you again for that wonderful roundtable discussion with you, Rita, and Frank. Oh, thank you. Thanks, that John. Was, that was that was extremely well done. I hope it's the first of many. That's very uh, that's very kind of you to say. I just want to say, John, that uh, that we here uh, at WABC Radio, under the great, fantastic leadership of John Katsimatidis, Margot Katsimatidis, the fact that when you stop and think about this, that night side, night side, WABC, an AM radio station, is number one. I didn't say in a subcategory. I'm talking overall number right. one for AM and FM stations. So Rita, myself, and Frank, we're all very uh, proud of that. Go right ahead now, John. Thank you. And here's some more interesting good news. The... Russian defense minister has not been seen for 12 days. We don't know where he is. That's one. Two, yesterday, Anatoly Kubay, who had been one of Putin's longest allies and a key economic advisor for over 20 years, resigned as, a, as Russia's climate envoy and it's for the country. Right. It's, it's, those are perhaps good signs, but then when you look, John, at, at the uh, television monitors, I'm looking at one right now in which, uh, the, the U.S. ambassador is, uh, declaring that NATO officials are, are trying to, will be coming up with a plan, a contingency in case Putin uses chemical weapons. So that's the world. Uh, that we find ourselves in, and no one, thank you for the call, John, no one knows exactly how all of this is going to play out. Again, folks, I am very happy this morning because uh, Mayor Adams and the police department, you know, has announced that Broken Windows is coming back. It is coming back. And so we're going to be talking uh, Broken Windows and many, many issues, but let's continue for right now on the topic of Ukraine. Ukraine with President Biden in Brussels this morning, uh, set for high-stakes meetings uh, a bit later on today. Let's go to Larry in Brooklyn. Good morning, Larry, and welcome to the Dominic Carter Show. Larry, are you with me? Yes, I'm here. Can okay. you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Okay. Basically... What is fueling this whole drama? Uh, William, Be- I got this from William Bennett, the uh, former Undersecretary for Education for Reagan, the conservative politician. He's very, very, very smart. This guy. He explained also why um, the theft of the election it wasn't going to be turned around by Giuliani. He's a very smart guy. He said. That that under the Obama administration, you, and everybody remembers, Obama stopped funding the military. He made he made our military um, um, uh, uh, inferior, our nuclear stockpile inferior to the Russians. And according to William Bennett, the Russians could protect eighty percent of their cities from nuclear missiles, and we cannot come near that. Therefore, Biden had to blink. He's terrified of the nuclear scenario because because we because of Obama of eight years of Obama we became inferior to the Russians in our nuclear capability and that is what is fueling by Biden is hiding behind the skirts of the NATO countries because he doesn't want to be exposed as being inferior because he he doesn't want to have to react to what to what Putin might do now here is the here is my solution. Let me tell you what my solution is. The solution cannot be NATO, because naturally we're supposed to lead NATO, but we can't do it for the aforementioned reasons, and Putin has already issued his threat as to NATO convoys. So this is, this is my solution. My solution is a country from the other side of the world that has nukes, it's the mighty state of Israel. 
But Biden has to make sure he back. He, he is he supports Israel 100 percent. Israel has to say we are coming in. This is genocide. That's going to take by uh, Putin by surprise. It's going to be a principled response, which is going to summon the attention of the entire world. And Israel is going to establish the no-fly zone over President Zelensky's offices to begin with, protecting a fellow Jew. Okay, and we'll take it from there. Okay, okay. that's the way it's going to go. All right. Well, Larry, uh, I think I thank you. I thank you for the call. I I don't know so much about this uh, no-fly zone uh, point of view that you just pointed out, but up until that point. You know, normally on a call like that, Larry, I would say, well, it sounds like a conspiracy theory, so on. But given uh, how President Biden handled Afghanistan, the disaster there, and I will always remember those 13 U.S. soldiers that unnecessarily lost their lives. Maybe you're on to something. I, I, I you know, I, I don't know. But I, I see we have lots of calls uh, as it relates to Ukraine and the issue of crime. But I want to stop and pause for a second. And I want to go back to a story from yesterday for one second, right? So Judge, um, Judge, uh, the Supreme Court Justice, uh, Katanji Brown, uh, she's been nominated to the court, uh, Katanji Brown Jackson. She's been nominated. She's just wrapped up um, her 19 hours of uh, grueling questions before the Senate Judiciary Committee. She appears headed uh, towards confirmation as a justice to the U.S. uh, Supreme Court with the support of all Democrats and perhaps a small number of Republicans. But what I'm still locked on, folks, and I really, I want you to listen to this. I want you to listen to this exchange from yesterday. So I started seeing on Twitter all of these comments about a woman and what defines a woman. And I have to be honest with you, I didn't really notice the relevance of it because I'm always caught up in in something, one issue or another. And then when I when I picked up the morning papers and looked at the exchange between Senator uh, Marshall Blackburn of Tennessee and and Judge uh, Brown Jackson, we are in we are in the fight for the heart and soul of America. We are in a fight for the heart and soul of America. I'm not even dealing with the qualifications right now of this judge. I am talking about the fact, and it is just mind-boggling to me, that we can't get, things are so politicized, woke is so in charge, that we can no longer get an answer to the question of, Defining a woman. What's a woman? I can't believe, folks, that in a Senate confirmation hearing, we can't get things are so political where the woke community is in such control, such charge, that we can't get an answer to how do you define a woman. I want you to listen to this exchange between Senator Blackburn and Judge Brown-Jackson. Can you provide a definition for the word woman? Can I provide a definition? Mm -hmm. No. Yeah. I can't. You can't? Mm, Not in this context. I'm not a biologist. The meaning of the word woman is so unclear and controversial that you can't give me a definition? Senator, in my work as a judge, what I do is I address disputes. If there's a dispute about a definition, people make arguments, and I look at the law, and I decide. So I'm not... The fact that you can't give me a straight answer about something as fundamental as what a woman is underscores the dangers of the kind of progressive education that we are hearing about 
Just last week, an entire generation of young girls watched as our taxpayer-funded institutions permitted a biological man to compete and beat a biological woman in the NCAA swimming championships. What message do you think this sends to girls who aspire to compete and win in sports at the highest levels? Senator, I'm not sure what message that sends. If, if you're asking me about the legal issues related to it, um, those are topics that are being hotly discussed, as you say, and I, could come to the court. Folks, I, I've got to uh, take a commercial break, but I cannot believe with a straight face that it's a political hot potato for the definition of woman and that a, a, a soon-to-be sitting Supreme Court justice, if confirmed, that the political reality is not wanting to offend a certain community when you're a woman yourself that you can't give the definition of a woman. And we have to say and use terms like biological woman. I mean, this is the world that we live in. The issues of Ukraine, broken windows is back as it relates to enforcement from the NYPD. Those are the topics that we are dealing with. I am going to take a break. More of your telephone calls when we come back. As you were looking for me. We are back. Talk Radio 77 WABC. What is the definition of a woman? Well, you know, I don't know. I can't say. Cases come before me. Biological. I'm not I'm not a biologist. What is the definition of a woman? I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a biologist. The world that we live in. I'm looking at uh, some of the emails that are coming in. You can send me emails as well, Dominic.Carter at WABCRadio.com. From our friend Sal, Sal says, on the issue of crime, since so many underage thugs are committing adult violent crimes, I suggest that the adult crime age be lowered to 16. These kids, capitalize, know what they are doing, and they do capitalize, not care. In cases such as that poor carjacked New Orleans woman who had her arm torn off and died, the penalty should be 50 years to life with no parole. Maybe then those punks will get the message and to hell with the woke community. Sal, I, I agree with you. You're not saying anything inflammatory or controversial. I agree with you. I agree with you. We are taking your telephone calls, a number of issues this morning from Ukraine to crime in New York City. And it looks like uh, Judge uh, Jackson is um, uh, Judge Brown Jackson. Uh, Katanji is is going to be headed to the uh, Supreme Court. Let's go to Michael in Cliffside Park, New Jersey. Good morning, Michael. What's on your mind? Yeah, good morning. Well, not only does that imbecile not know the definition of a woman, but she also seems to love these people that sell child pornography because this 18-year-old Luna, this punk was selling child pornography, and she gave him a three-month sentence because to her, well, it's not a violent crime. You know, there's no big thing. Well, first of all, when he sells that type of smut to, to people, to sick people, they look at it, and probably maybe they'll get aroused, and they'll say, you know what's better than looking at these pictures of adults having sexual intercourse with children? Even better than that is if I grab one of these children and molest them. 
And then well, maybe after I molest them, I decide to kill them so there's no witnesses. I mean, doesn't she realize the, the consequences of her decision? It, it, I, I hear you, Michael. In fairness to, to the judge, I don't know the full details of that case. So I reserve. Case, wait, 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 wait. So I reserve judgment. But the what you one thing you said that I do differ with, you said she doesn't know the definition of a woman. Of course, she knows the definition, but she's afraid to, to say so. Because she she this is on the Supreme Court. If she's, if she's that big of a coward, then she doesn't belong on the Supreme Court. Another thing she said, you judge race when you when you sentence someone. Since when do we judge race when you sentence someone? Justice is supposed to be blind. You don't look at a person's skin color or their nationality or their religion or anything. You judge them on the crime they committed, not on race. I mean, this woman is a lunatic. She has no business being on the Supreme Court. Well, whether we like it or not, Michael, thank you for the call. Whether we like it or not, it appears by all indication with uh, elections have consequences. Democrats have control of the Senate by the slimmest of majority. And if necessary, they have the vice president's vote. So by all indications, she is headed to the Supreme Court. The only question is how many Republican votes, if any, she will receive. Let's go back to the issue of Ukraine. Let's go to Dean. Dean is calling from Jersey City. Good morning, Dean, and welcome to Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dominic. I have a theory on why Putin will not use a nuclear bomb. Let's hear it. talking about it. Let's hear it. My theory is that if he blew off a bomb, a nuclear bomb, the fallout, the nuclear fallout, if the wind blew the wrong way, would blow back on Russia or on China or on countries that he's allied with. What do you think about that? Uh, mm, mm, we'll see. I, I don't know if that's his top concern as of right now. I don't think, frankly, any of us can get inside Putin's head and figure out what's going on, because if he was being reasonable, the world would not be in the situation that we're in now in Ukraine because he would not have launched this attack. So I I, I don't know. I, I, I really don't know, Dean. Uh, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how all of this plays out. I can only tell you, thank you for the call, that I hope this is all resolved and ended very, very soon. Why? Innocent lives. Even in Russia, thousands have been detained at, uh, at anti-war uh, rallies in Russia. It's 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 a situation. Uh, maybe maybe Putin miscalculated. Maybe maybe that's the best way uh, to um, assess this situation. It, it's not going to end well for Putin one way or the other. So he might as well save face and get out of this. But no one knows what's going through his mind. To our friend Stan in Forest Hills, good morning, Stan. What's on your mind? Uh, you mentioned the PACs. I wanted to talk about that and the mayor. Okay. You mentioned the PACs that yes. are raising $4 million. Is yes, the super PACs, yes. Uh, do they have the money already? I'm just curious. That is a good question. I I, I always try well, to be straight with point. people. Point is, wait, wait, Stan, oh, wait a minute now. Stan, we have to be respectful of each other. Your last what couple. Do you mean? Of, I'm wait, Stan, 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 Stan. Wait, 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 Stan, Stan. I, I, wait, I take your calls. I just tried to respond, and you bit my head off. No, no, because I'm just. You didn't know yourself to some extent. Right, well, right? I was. I was about to answer that I don't know the answer definitively. Okay. okay. I'm, Stan, wait, wait. I'm not one of these hosts that's going to showboat and pretend that I know, I know that. every single thing. I know okay. that. Okay, know go, that. go right ahead. The point I want to make is because it's constant with the progressives. I'm not a progressive. And, we, you know, the constant Soros and Soros is giving money. Who's giving money to this thing? Is it the Koch brothers? Is it your boss? Who is giving $4 million to these PACs? Will they announce the names? Okay, okay, but wait. I think okay. that's a fair question. Okay, all right, but wait, but, but, but I'm going to push back. 
I, I don't really care who's giving the money. And in some cases, it is important to know, show me the money, you know, who, who's putting it up. All I care about is anybody that's going to stand up to these out-of-control, woke politicians and scare them in the upcoming primaries in June, that's a good thing. That, that it's, You don't feel it's a good thing, Stan? Well, first of all, I don't believe in the word woke. That's a new word. It means nothing to me. I'm not a progressive. I don't believe in a lot of what's going on with the – but this phony word means nothing to me. It's made up by the right. It means nothing. But uh, you have a point. I'm not going to argue that point. You have an absolute point, absolutely. The question – the other thing that I wanted to ask about was the mayor's stupid announcement that he's allowing – sports people who have not been vaccinated to go back to work. What kind of a tone does this set for? I know supposedly the uh, the virus is, is at a very low point, and that's great. But we have something on uh, on that's coming up in the fall with this other one. How does he have the nerve to do that? And it, we're supposed to look him in the face when others are still, you know, getting shots and so forth. It doesn't look right. Am I wrong about that? Well, no. Well, uh, some folks that are also making your point happen to be Curtis Lewa and Andrew Giuliani, in which they are having an event on uh, Thursday to basically say that frontline workers should get the same vaccine mandate exemption as uh, professional athletes. They're going to make that announcement at uh, at City Field, uh, I believe City Field, tomorrow morning at 10.45 a.m. So, Stan, I do thank you for the call. You're not the only one that's uh, raising that issue. Um, you know, folks, say this may sound a bit um, cynical, if you will, but if you really thought with the billions at stake with professional sports that an announcement was not going to be made soon, where these athletes can could compete, then you are terribly, terribly naive. Dominic Carter here with you, Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Clifton Diaz in Queens. Good morning, and what is on your mind? Fine. I want to commend you, first of all, for speaking up in the narrative in a positive manner to address the crime situation because there's not too many people doing that. And also, uh, I want to commend the mayor for taking our city in the right direction, okay? Uh, This city needs to be restored and addressed as it relates to crime, and he's doing it. Instead of just talking, he's doing something, and that's what I like. Well, I I thank you for the telephone call. Uh, Published reports indicate that the mayor took the police commissioner and uh, chief of patrol to task uh, over the weekend, which he should have. 29 people shot in New York City over the weekend. It sounds like Chicago. And no one was saying anything. So he should have taken them to task. And the mayor uh, is reported to have said that this can't happen again. And so my point is this, folks. If you start with broken windows, with zero tolerance, you're popping a wheelie with that car, you're going to be arrested, as the driver was just arrested in that accident uh, where the young man, um, he's got to have facial reconstructive surgery. His, it's awful. He fell in front of the vehicle doing the, uh, the donuts if you are riding on one of these ATVs, if, you know, up and down the street like you own the street, you're going to be arrested and you're going to lose your, your vehicle. We're going to stop you. We're going to check you for your paperwork to make sure it's legit. If you're doing one thing wrong, you're going down. And I'm sorry, that has to be the philosophy in New York City. And it's a credit to Rudy Giuliani who started uh, Broken Windows. So maybe maybe the big handwriting was on the wall that said Broken Windows must go into effect. We are taking your telephone calls. Let's go to Russ in White Plains. Good morning, Russ. What's on your mind? 
wanted to let Stan know what woke is because he's so blind he can't see anything. Woke is the use of pronouns. Woke is telling men that they're women and letting them compete. Woke is CRT saying that racism is such that black people suffered, now white people must suffer. Should I go on? Stan doesn't seem to want to open his eyes. And when you're in the land of the blind, the one-eyed person is the ruler. You know, that's what happens. But I thank you, Dominic, for letting me go on. Well, I thank you uh, for your telephone call. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Let's go to Rob in uh, New Jersey on the topic of Ukraine. And, of course, coming up at 1 a.m., Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. Good morning to you, Rob. Hi, Dominic. Uh, I just want to reverberate someone I saw a call about a week ago. I was listening for, for a while. Man said you should be national. I, I think I think you're great at your at your job. You listen to people. You give them time. You know you pause and you give the answer. I think I think you're great. So with that being said, uh, I think we have a problem here because China is in with. <laughs> we know what the Bidens. Right? That's that's public knowledge. Uh, China is steering steering Russia. They waited till after the Olympics to say, okay, time to go. And purposely, I think this was dragged. A long time allowing Russia to attack attack the Ukraine, and at a time when world community and everyone was against him, said, "Well, we're going to help out and send missiles, and we're going to send everything." A little too late for that. So I think the answer would be, and I think I heard Trump say something similar to this: "You send submarines in the area, loaded with nuclear missiles around Russia, and I'll go further. I'll say in China, North Korea." Israel can take care of Iran. That's not a problem. You know, point them for security. We're just protecting ourselves. That's all. And I think once he knows that, because, you know, the only thing he's dictated to understand is power. They're not, they're not soothsayers. They're not marshmallows. No, they're, they're mean. They're smart. But they're, but they're, they're evil. Hey, so Rob, that's, I, that's I, 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 I agree with you that that's what dictators understand. Understand. Right. But, but what happens if Putin doesn't back down? Well, here's the thing. I think when you have a hundred, when you, how many, you know, with NATO nations, I think we got, what about, let's say one, two, we got three, we we have us, um, United Kingdom, France, and I think there's about nine or 10 other NATO nations besides all have, all have nuclear weapons. We, they far outweigh what he, what he could. We have, we have probably thousands more uh, nukes than he has. Of course, if you put him into a corner, his own country is going to take him down. You know what? That's happened with Hussein. We know it's going to happen. But how far can we let this go before he destroys that, that country? And a lot of people are still in it. There's only and, 3 million that left. There's, you know, there's about 38 left, left there. So we right. we got to do something. The only thing is, I'll, I'll say this, and I won't, I won't hold you on too long because I want to hear your answer. Uh, we all know Trump would have would nixed him. He would never threaten. He never threatened a Trump. So he already knows that this man is weak. If that was Trump, like he said, when he attacked Syria and took out their chemical weapons and planes, when he took out Afghanistan while he's having dinner with Xi, okay, that man would know you don't fool with a guy like 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 Trump. We still have the we have the military power. We have everything withstanding, no matter what the, what the problem may be. But what do we do? Do we do a Chamberlain type thing? Oh, don't worry about Hitler. He's fine. He's going to listen to. It. He won't do anything. It's the same thing happening here. This this dictator, this Putin, is, is is using his playbook. It's exactly the same playbook. And I know you know history, Dominic. You're from thirty on forty. Watch it. You'll see it. Somebody has to make the move and stand up to this man. If we don't, you mark my words, and I think you agree. The Baltic states are next. He's not going to stop. Well, Rob, I I thank you for the call. I I fear uh, that Putin won't stop and i don't know i'm not going to pretend to know what his next move may be i don't know in fact his next move scares me as i believe it scares the world community but it's funny because you're you're and it's not funny i that's, that's the wrong choice of word because nothing about this is funny but it's interesting to your point, because you are correct. At some point, someone is going to have to say enough is enough. 
and we're going to call you a bluff. And we'll see how this all turns out. So we'll see. I see we have a lot of telephone calls. I'm going to try to get to as many of them as we can. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. The issue of Ukraine, the issue of broken windows is back at the NYPD. That is the crime initiative that Rudy Giuliani used to tell the criminals that you don't own the street. If you jaywalk, you will be arrested. And that's what we have to return to in New York City. That is the only thing that these criminals are going to understand. Dominic Carter here with you. I will be right back. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. The NYPD has announced broken windows is back. The policing strategy of zero Tolerance that was widely credited with reducing crime in the Big Apple during the 1990s, during Rudy Giuliani years. According to the NYPD, quality of life complaints since 2019 have soared. Drinking and public complaints have doubled. Calls about loud, loud parties and public have more than doubled. According to NYPD stats through Sunday, 284 people were shot in the city so far this year. That's up 17% from the same period last year. So the police department has announced it. The police commissioner has made the, the announcement. Broken windows is back in New York City. And I say hallelujah. Let's go to Corey in Brooklyn. Good morning, Corey. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning, Dom. Always a pleasure. Thank you. Go right ahead. Uh, your show is awesome. Uh, I agree with you. Uh, I was up on the fence on uh, Mayor Adams, and I still am. Uh, but I think absolutely right, and I think that his commissioner is on the same level. Um, however, at the end of the day, the officers will make the arrests. They'll come in to be pro- prosecuted or booked, and with the under the state legislative statutes, they can't be held. Well, that therein lies the problem, Corey, that that you have just uh, pointed out. But um, it, it, the information that that we are receiving is that. Uh, They're going to crack down on enforcing quality of life offenses, including littering, fair evasion, and any suspect, Corey, who has missed two or more court appearances over the past two years will not be eligible for a desk appearance ticket and will instead be arrested and sent for arraignment. So, yes, you are correct, Corey. Uh, no, no, th- this is from the mayor's office. Well, from the NYPD. Okay. But so, so you are correct that the problem now is going to turn in terms of the court system, but we have to start somewhere. And if these criminals, and I thank you for the call, Corey, these criminals know that the NYPD is coming, that the NYPD is cracking down. It's a step in the right direction. Is it the solution to the problem? We all know changes are going to have to come from Albany. And um, I I don't know who's going to be the person to get it done because I don't believe Governor Hochul is going to be able to get her plan through the legislature. But we will see. Let's go to our friend Jennifer in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. A couple of quick things. Uh, Thanks for letting me talk about what I talked about last night. It was cathartic because your response and your just your human decency, it it just meant the world to me. So thank you. Um, And the the fact that that man referenced that poor woman tonight in his email, just the fact that, you know, there are other like-minded people because the world's gone mad and, you know, it's very hard sometimes. So thank you for that. Um, I wanted to real quick on, um, on the, um, Supreme Court, um, soon to be Justice um, Brown Jackson. I people might want to know. I don't know that you're familiar with the organization Demand Justice. Um, I'm, I'm might, not, but go ahead. 
might want to look them up, Dominic. Uh, they gave a list to Biden, and uh, they spent over $5 million uh, promoting their uh, judicial nominees. And um, where their backing is from, I'm guessing at Soros. But in any event, um, they uh, every single one of – she was on the list, Brown Jackson. I believe she was at the top of the list. Every other one of them, including Javier Becerra and others, have all either gotten cabinet-level appointments or appointments within the Biden administration. Um, so you wonder who's pulling the strings where, who's in debt to who, who owes who what. They're all thick as thieves, Dominic. I'm not telling you anything you don't already know. But the sad thing to me is ever since Kavanaugh, anything legitimate about these hearings has gone straight out the window because um, it's a farce at this point. Um, it, and it's just really sad because it should not be political. Agreed. And, and it's such an enormous position of responsibility and power and to have to have it politicized is is really sad and one last thing quick is i just want to acknowledge your caller hudson i love him and i always enjoy hearing his calls and i always forget to say it so Mm -hmm. um well thank you and thank you jennifer and hudson hudson uh who often uh, references his wife he works with uh children I believe in a thank you for the call, Jennifer. I believe in a um in a um juvenile justice type environment. But but he's a good man and he and he's a a, a well thought out uh, smart person and he chooses his words carefully. And I for one appreciate that. Coming up at one AM, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Let's go to Tom in the Bronx. Good morning, Tom. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right. Good morning. Look, I want to say a couple of things to you. Stop and frisk is back. Okay. Let me ask, I'm going to ask you some things, but I don't want you to answer them. How many complaints were on stop and frisk when it was initiated? How many compared to whites compared to black were targeted in the neighborhoods? You said zero tolerance, right? Really? For who? You don't know this country's history? When did it stop? Now, I just want to say something about the judge. I, I don't blame her neither because so much political correctness. Somebody will say a girl over 21 or the way they dress. You know, so it's hard to define these things like that because everybody's got to. Okay, wait, wait, Tom. Okay, wait, Tom. Tom. So, so uh, me and you talking right now, right? Yes. It, yes. You, 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 I, I know you can define what a woman is, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, but it's still my opinion. It's your opinion I mean, of what a woman is. Yeah. Because suppose a guy says only when they get 21 years old. You know, I mean, you know, stuff like that. That's close, but you know what I'm saying? It's all good. All, my mouth is dry. But you no, know no, it's okay, Tom. Baby. It's okay. You're doing, you're doing a great job. You're doing a great job. Now, I, I, okay. I, I, don't, I don't know if I agree with where you're going in terms of stop and frisk, but you're doing a, a, a good, respectful job of articulating your point. And when folks are respectful and, and doing so, we can always agree to disagree just as long as we're respectful to each other. Not just you to me, but me to you as well. So you, I believe you're bringing up the racial component of uh, stop and frisk. Is, is that is that what you're you're doing, Tom? Yes. So I believe you're, yes. I believe you're bringing up the racial component. Yeah, uh, that's a part of it. Yes. Okay. All right. So in New York City, in your in your opinion, Tom. Which group is committing the crime? Are you talking about right now? Yes, in or your are opinion. you talking about just in the last year? Okay, okay last I year. agree that my people are, are out there committing crimes and problems. But you know something that's strange to me? No white people are committing crimes. How is that? No, well, I I, did, I, I never said that. I, I never said that. Okay, but you <laughs> never, it's, it's never in the news. It's only black people, only black people. It's never in the news or nothing. But I agree, my people need to get it together. This is crazy. These kids are going crazy. I agree with that. I agree with that. Okay. Well, you know what, Tom? I, I have to be honest with you. I, I have a lot of respect for what you just said, right? We can agree to disagree on on minutious of 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 your statement but where but where i 
where I have a problem is that whenever I talk about crime, there are one or two people that reach out to me immediately and they say, stop talking about black crime. Don't talk about black crime. And and I'm just saying, Tom, at some point, and listen, white people commit crimes too. Don't think that I'm saying that only black people are committing crimes. I'm not. But in urban areas, overwhelmingly, it, it, based on statistics from law enforcement, it, particularly in a city like New York, it is people of color. But you know what, Tom? I, I You can call me any other night. I will take your call. We We can agree to disagree. I respect you for what you just said and how you went about saying it reasonable uh, and, and, and professional. And so I only have uh, three minutes left until Frank Morano and the other side of midnight. So I say good morning to Frank. Good morning, Dominic. Thanks for sticking around yesterday. I yeah. had fun with you oh. and Rita. So did I. So did I. Appreciate and y- your voice is better tonight? Absolutely. Feeling a lot better. Tonight. We'll take it. So what do you have coming up? All right. Well, in our continuing attempt to try and get all of the candidates for governor on, I'm going to be joined today uh, by Republican candidate for governor, Lee Zeldin, the congressman from Long Island. And uh, the movie fans in our audience will know the name Ben Mankiewicz. He is the uh, host on Turner Classic Movies. He's going to join me. We'll talk movies. He also happens to be the grandson of the fellow that wrote Citizen Kane, one of the best movies of all time. So we'll talk about that. It's Thursday, so we're going to do the AC report with my friend Michael Traeger, who is an expert on gambling and a bunch of other things as well. So we've got a lot of ground to cover. And so you have another great show coming up. That's the plan, hopefully. Well, let's get to as many calls as we can. You select the next caller. How about uh, Dominic in Wappingers Falls? Dominic, you're chatting with Frank and myself. Good morning. How you doing, guys? How's everything going? Good, good. We're short on time, so please go ahead. Okay. Listen, uh, I wouldn't pop the cork yet about uh, all this... um uh, you know this 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 broken window stuff. I, I, I'm going to believe it when I see it. And, and second of all, as far as only doing the candidates that are for a law and order, I, I, I they're never going to get in because you got people like Stanley and you got a people like Drew that are not going to vote for that. There's people in the city that do not want law and order. And the guy who you just spoke to is is a prime example of that thinking we're always picking on black people when. When majority of the people that are doing the crime are the black people. Yes, yes, there are some white, but majority of the people, if you look at statistically, it's it's, it's in the black communities. So, so I, I just I, I don't see any way that this is going to get solved. I really don't. The only way it's going to get solved is we got to vote these people out, and it's never going to happen. Well, in New York City. Well, Dominic, I'm I'm out of time, but I do I always thank you for your call and you made some very valid points which happen to be accurate. Dominic Carter here with you. I'll see you again tomorrow. Same time, same bat station. Reference to Batman, the TV show. Coming up right now, Frank Morano, the other side of midnight here on Talk Radio 77. W-A-B-C. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.